welcome to our Advent Sunday worship at St John's the Baptist in Churchill, together with All Saints Sanford and St James in Winscombe. Thank you for joining us online or wherever you happen to be this morning. Advent is all about getting ready for Jesus. Getting ready for Christmas as we remember him, Jesus coming to the world two, over 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem and getting ready for his return as we welcome him into our lives. Our theme today is light and so in this time of Advent we light the first candle on our Advent wreath. And as we light the candle, we pray, God of love, shine your light into the darkest corners of our world. Amen. Love is like the candle, shining in a dark place. As we look at the light of this candle, we celebrate the light that Jesus brought into the world and the love that we have in him. Our first hymn to welcome Advent, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, sung by Zoe.
The order of our service can be found in the service sheet on our website www.windsandchurches.org.uk And we begin with a gathering prayer. Dear Lord, in this advent of expectation, draw us together in unity, that our praise and worship, wherever we are, might echo in the walls and also in our lives. In this advent of expectation, draw us together in mission, that the hope within may become the song we sing and the melody of our lives. In this advent of expectation, draw us together in service, that the path we follow might lead us from a stable to a glimpse of eternity. Amen. And so we continue in prayer as we come to a time of confession. As we confess our sins and our shortcomings to Almighty God. O Lord of life and light, eternity cannot hold you, nor can our little words catch the magnificence of your kindness. Yet in the space of our small hearts and in silence, you can come and close to us and repair us. O Lord of life and light, grant us your forgiveness for our careless thoughts, for our thoughtless deeds, for our empty speech and the words with which we wound. Loving, forgiving God, send your Holy Spirit to cleanse and renew our hearts and minds for your promise to all who truly confess their sins is that they are forgiven. Amen. And our special prayer for Advent Sunday, the collect for today. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and to put on the armour of light now in the time of this mortal life, in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, so that on the last day when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who is alive and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now we're going to hear our, our Bible reading, and Julian is going to read to us from Mark's Gospel. This reading is taken from Mark, chapter 13, verses 24 to 37. But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. Stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. 
as soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the cock crows, or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. When I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. These are the words of the Lord. Thank you. Our next song, sung by the worship group, Light of the World, You Step Down Into Darkness. Let me see Beauty that made this heart adore you Hope of a life spent with you So here I am to worship Here I am to bow down Here I am to say that you're my God You're all together to worship, here I am to bow 
say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. So here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. Advent is all about getting ready, because Jesus is coming. Today is just the beginning of Advent. There are four more Sundays to go before we arrive at Christmas Day. And even in these unprecedented times of lockdowns and staying safe, I'm sure there's still going to be an awful lot of getting ready to be done, even though our festivities and celebrations will probably be slightly different this year. We've, but while after all this has been done, we'll be celebrating Christmas when we celebrate the coming of Jesus to this world for the first time as a baby in Bethlehem. But Advent is about more than looking forward and getting ready for Christmas. It's also about remembering that Jesus can come to the world every day and in every age. In the lives of his followers, you and me, people just like us. And that Jesus will come again to the world at the end of time when he will come as our King and our Judge. And no one knows when this will be. And so we must always be awake and prepared for his coming. Stay awake and be alert. Because that's what our Bible reading this morning was all about, that Julian brought to us. But what does this kind of getting ready for Jesus' coming look like? Well, helpfully, there are plenty of symbols during Advent to help us that we can help us work things, these, these things out, to give us a picture of what we should be doing, of how we should be as we get ready. The first of these symbols was our Advent wreath this morning. It's beautifully made and you might well think that all the different colour candles, the purple, the pink and the white, are rather a nice finishing touch. But they've been placed in the wreath for very special reasons. First of all, we have the three purple candles. We lit one of them at the beginning of our service this morning. And purple is the church colour for Advent, and it's also the colour that the church uses during Lent. And purple signifies that in the church's life, this is a time for Christians to stand back and to examine themselves. Take a little time to take stock of themselves spiritually. Should we find things in our lives that aren't quite right, it gives us the opportunity to ask God's forgiveness and for his strength to get ourselves back on track. Put another way, it's a bit like a spiritual spring clean, where we have the time to dust away the cobwebs and make sure that we are ready for when Jesus comes again. The fourth candle in the circle is rose pink, not quite so sombre, and a sign that as we're getting nearer to Christmas, things are getting brighter and perhaps a little bit more celebratory. 
that the four candles are always set in a circle of evergreen foliage. Foliage which is there to help us focus on different aspects of God's endless mercy and his undying love for the world, for each one of us. Traditionally, in an Advent wreath, there would be ivy, a little sprig of ivy here. I'm sure you know what ivy looks at. It looks like it's um, there's plenty of us in most of our gardens, and it's very good at clinging to things, isn't it? It clings to walls and trees and buildings. And ivy is there to remind us that we need to stay close to God. We need to cling to him day by day so that his Holy Spirit can give us the strength that we need as we get ready for Jesus. And then there would have been sprigs of cedar. I think this sprig of cedar came from one of the churches, one, one of the trees in the churchyard. Cedar, down through the ages, has always been known as a symbol of, of eternity or of peace. And so a sprig of cedar in an Advent wreath would remind people of God's gift of eternal life, which is freely ours through Jesus. Remember the verse from John's Gospel, chapter 3 and verse 16. God loved the world so much that he gave us his Son that everyone who believes in him may not die but have eternal life. And then there would have been holly. I managed to find a lovely sprig with plenty of berries on. The birds haven't got it, this particular sprig of holly. But it's got some beautiful red berries and the leaves have also got some very sharp prickles on the end of them all around. A stark reminder of Jesus' suffering, his throne of thorns and of the blood that he shed for us and for the sins of the world. And then finally, there would have been some bay, some bay tree, to remind us that Jesus' death was not the end, but that he rose victorious over sin and death on Easter day. Four different sprigs of foliage, of evergreen foliage, ivy, cedar, holly and bay, reminding us of God's endless mercy and his undying love. And each week in Advent we'll light an additional candle on our wreath and the amount of light will gradually grow brighter and brighter. And then on Christmas Eve and again on Christmas Day, we'll light the tall white candle in the middle. Often it's taller than the rest of the um, candles so that it can stand up and shine brighter and higher, announcing to all that Jesus, the light of the world, has come as we retell the sto Christmas story and remember how Jesus came as a baby in Bethlehem. Jesus, the light of the world, the light that shines in darkness, as we read in that famous Christmas reading from John's Gospel, chapter 1. Jesus, the light of the world, the light that shines in darkness, and the darkness has never put it out. Light and darkness are very powerful symbols, aren't they? We talk a lot about the darkness or, or the shadows of despair, and on the other hand, we speak about light or of a ray of hope. We seem to automatically use light to express things that are good 
and positive, and darkness for things that are bad or evil. And yet light in the context of Advent can be comforting, but it can also have rather frightening aspects when we think of Jesus coming back to the world as our judge. Light is a great help, isn't it, and pleasure to, most of, to us most of the time, because it brightens up our lives and shows us the way. When the sun shines, we all feel so much better. And yet light also shows up everything for what it is. When the light shines brightly through my windows at home, it shows up every speck of dust to be seen. And certainly all the crumbs and the dog hair on the floor can't go unnoticed. And the brighter the light, the darker the shadow it casts. And these good and bad aspects of light are helpful to think about during Advent because they represent both the good news of salvation, the light that Jesus brought to the world that lights our way back to God. And it also reminds us of the judgment, of the examination of our lives as we think of Jesus coming as our judge at the end of time. Jesus came to the world to save the people of the world by lighting their way to God. But the light of Jesus also exposes all the nasty things about a person, the sort of things that so often we want to keep well hidden within ourselves and forget about. The bad temper, the lies, unkind thoughts, resentment, whatever. It's never easy, is it, to face up to the truth about ourselves. And for some, it's much easier to skulk in the dark than to let the light of Christ and his forgiving love come into their lives and change them. And this is what Jesus wants to do, to be invited into our lives so that he can fill us with his forgiving love and change our darkness into his light. Well, so far, we've thought about getting ready for Christmas, and we've also thought about being alert and ready for when Jesus comes, when he returns in his glory. But there's also another aspect of being ready, because Jesus can come, and does come, to the world day by day, right here and now, and he can come through us, his followers, and we need to be ready and prepared to receive him into our lives so that we can live out our lives for him. Jesus living in us, so we'll be ready to bring the light of Christ to all around. There's a verse in the Bible, in Philippians 2.15, that tells us we must shine like lights, like stars, lighting up the skies, so that as we, as we live for Jesus and as we spread his message of love. A couple of years ago, we, that's my husband, myself, and a couple of our South African friends, visited Sutherland, which is a small town in the middle of nowhere in the Karoo Mountains in South Africa's Northern Cape. And it's home to South Africa's large telescope known as SALT, S-A-L-T, as well as being home to high-power telescopes from other countries as well, America, Russia, the UK has one there, Germany, Poland, India and New Zealand. 
and all of them looking into deeper outer space to observe the stars and the planets and all the other exciting and phenomena of the universe. The two main reasons that so many countries have their telescopes there is that the ground in that particular area of country is stable. And secondly, the night sky in this little town called Sutherland in the middle of nowhere is at its darkest point and free from pollution. Well, we stayed in Sutherland overnight and what a sight the night sky was, just to our human eyes. The deepest darkness of the sky lit up by the Milky Way in one direction and colourful, not just silver, but colourful and 3D stars sparkling all around. I felt I could just reach up and pluck one or two of them out of the sky in the way that you put your arm up just to pluck a couple of apples off a tree. I've seen wonderful African skies before, but nothing prepared me for this. The stars in this darkest of dark sky were bright and sparkly, lighting up the deepest darkness of the night. And so this Advent, as we remember that Jesus, the light of the world, has come and is coming again, let us make sure that we are awake and ready to live and to shine as people of the light for Jesus in the world today. That as Jesus fills our lives, we will be like the stars shining in the darkest, deep, skies, dark skies above Sutherland, chasing away the darkness. And may his message of light live on through us today and always. Amen. And so we continue our service as we affirm our faith together. And we say the words of the Creed. We believe in God the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. And now we come to our time of intercessory prayer and Margaret is going to lead us in prayer. Lord, as we come to you on this first Sunday of Advent, we ask you to prepare us for your coming. You promised through your Son, Jesus Christ, to hear us when we pray in faith and we bring before you now the needs of the Church and the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, prepare us for your coming in this world. We pray for your church in every land, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love and reveal your glory in the world. We pray for church leaders, for our local church clergy and their families, and the wardens of our three churches as they strive to keep the church family together. Lord, we remember your word, encourage us to pray for all those in authority. So we pray for our government as they make difficult decisions 
to keep us safe during this COVID crisis, especially those who have responsibility in health and social care, employment and the economy, and as they lead us through the final Brexit negotiations. Help us to recognise and support the needs of others in less affluent countries and guide world leaders towards peace and reconciliation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, prepare us for your coming in our community. We pray for our schools, doctors, hospitals and care homes, for community and care workers, for the staff and pupils, the hospitals and all those in health and social care who are at the forefront of the fight against COVID, as they work tirelessly to keep the community running as best as they can, grant them peace in the knowledge that they are valued and respected. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, prepare us for your coming, for those in need. We pray for those struggling with life, for the lonely and anxious, as we approach Christmas with so much uncertainty. For those in hospital or unwell at home, and all those known and unknown to us who suffer, especially Bishop Peter, Tim and Elaine. Comfort and heal all who suffer and give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. We bring before you all those who are worried about their jobs and how to support their families. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our prayers conclude with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Our final hymn, Lord, the light of your love is shining. Shine, Jesus, shine.
Display your likeness, ever changing from glory to glory. Mirrored here, may our lives tell your story. ringing in our ears, we go out to serve the Lord. Heavenly Father, as children of the light, help us to shine your light into the darkest corners of our world. May we trust your love, serve your purpose, and praise your name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And wherever we are, let us say the grace together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and always. Amen. Thank you for joining us today for worship. It's been great to have you with us and we look forward to seeing you again soon.
Shine in